This is the World Industrial News for Tuesday, May 24th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part 10 of their podcast, Addressing Climate Change with the Internet of Things and AI. And I think if they went in and, and toured some of the ISOs that we have in the U.S., they would see very similar systems operating together today, but only for power, for electrical power. Right. But yeah. if then they walked over to the gas company, they would see a similar one for gas. And then if they looked at uh, some of these vendor-based uh, remote maintenance systems, they would see something based on equipment. The issue is that if you really want to have sustainability, you need all of the above. And so that's really, again, where the having a real robust data infrastructure helps you a lot because anything that needs the data can sign in to get the data it needs to do with function. And the data is not lost in these silos where it's been processed and ready to ready to go. Great. Anything to add on that, John? Yeah, I think the when you look across all the industries that you mentioned there, um, you know, there are a significant number of customers that are capturing that data already. And if they could just readily make that available to the center, um, cross their boundary into the center's boundary, I think that would open up a lot more opportunity that way and do it in a very easy way to integrate. You know, a lot of um, problems with large systems is the integration components. But given the fact that a lot, a lot of these leading industries are already our customers, that would allow them to bring that data in uh, very easily. And then you could worry about the remaining data to bring in uh, in a more difficult way. I, I would point out, too, if I could, that that really emphasizes a, a known uh, aspect of data that perhaps isn't that obvious and that is data is the only resource that the more people that consume it, the more valuable it gets. And so by having the, ability, having the ability to share actually has a lot more people consuming the same data and increasing its value. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we've been talking recently about the collective impact of our broad customer base and the amazing and immense savings on water and efficiency. So thank you so much, Pat. Um, thanks so much for joining us. And um, I really look forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks, John, as well. Thank you. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Energy prices are the largest component of inflation in the U.S., and the record price of diesel could put even more strain on an economy flirting with recession. Crude oil prices were already moving toward $100 per barrel before the Russian invasion of Ukraine in late February further exacerbated the gap between supply and demand. Apart from crude oil and natural gas, Russia is a major supplier of refined petroleum products. The lack of supply and the resurgent demand in the post-vaccination stage of the pandemic means energy prices will continue to test new highs. 
Ecuador state-owned energy company PetroEcuador has managed to stabilize oil output at nearly 400,000 barrels per day, following a blackout at Block 12 in Oriana province deep in the Amazon jungle. Protests from local groups last year prompted PetroEcuador to declare force majeure over operations in Oriana. Block 12 produces about 28,000 barrels per day, and Ecuador as a whole has managed to churn out around 500,000 barrels per day. The nation leans on exports to support its economy. Well, Texans may be in for another white-knuckle season for electricity. Earlier this month, after a prolonged spell of above-average temperatures drove up electric demand, six power plants tripped offline, and the Electric Reliability Council of Texas issued a request for Texans to turn up their thermostat to conserve energy and prevent rolling blackouts. The six power plants, which have total generating capacity of about 2,900 megawatts, were offline for only a short period of time on Friday, May 13th, ERCOT said. The agency blamed unseasonably hot weather for driving record electric demand across Texas. It asked Texans to conserve power when they can by setting their thermostats to 78 degrees or above and avoiding the usage of large appliances such as dishwashers washers, washers and dryers during peak hours between 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. throughout the weekend of May 14th and 15th. And Europe's leading oil and gas producer, Norway, has announced an ambitious plan to install 3,000 gigawatts of offshore wind farms by 2040. The plan, revealed by the center-left government, would see the same amount of clean energy added as the total amount of electricity currently produced in Norway, allowing it to become a leading exporter of renewable power in Europe. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.